severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job. We're live. We are live. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our first Just Get a Real Job live QA session. I am with the lovely cast and crew of Title of the Show Musical. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hello. 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 So I believe uh, everyone has their character names and stuff on like their video feed, but I actually can't see that. So that's not really of help. So I'm going to have to sort of wing this a wee bit because yeah. I've only, I've not really met everyone here apart from Andrew and Ellie before. So it's also lovely to meet you guys as well. How is everyone today? Good. Yeah, great. Ready to go. Yeah. Big big week of the show. Um, are you guys nervous? Are you feeling quite ready for it all? Are you excited for it to all come out and for people to see it? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been editing (laughs) for a very long time, so I'm ready to not watch it again. Um, But I'm really excited for for people to finally see it. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I'm excited to see it because we've not seen it yet. No. That's right. Well, of course, to everyone who is at home watching and who or listening or whatever, you know, you're however you're engaging with this, whether it's going to be live or later on, uh, you can get your tickets to this on Title the Shows. There's links to all there and it's going to be streaming on Friday and Sunday. But of course, we'll remind you that throughout today. But um, first, I thought it would be nice if you guys may want to go round one by one, introduce yourselves, tell, tell, the, tell the people who are watching and listening what your role in the show is. So we can we'll start with uh, we'll start with the director herself, Ellie. Why don't you go Hello. first? I'm Ellie. Andrew kindly asked me to help him direct this wonderful show, and it's been great. Next to me is Rachel. Hi, uh, I'm Rachel. Uh, I get to play Susan, which is a very fun character, um, one of the, the four in the show, and one of. Hunter and Jeff's friends, and soon to be Heidi's best friend too. So, yeah, it's been lovely. I've really enjoyed getting involved. Hi, uh, I'm Andrew. Um, I play the character of Hunter. Um, I'm also producing title of show and adapted title of show with Ellie. Um, mm. I'm editing title of show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. we're doing it all. We're doing it all. Yeah, doing the whole like Barbara Streisand, just doing it all. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, And it's it's Stephen, right? That's your name. Yes, hi. (laughs) I was so nervous that wasn't going to be. I promise it is. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Stephen, and I play Jeff in Title of Show, who is the composer and Hunter's best friend. And we set off on this epic journey to create this show. And it's just like real life. We've also been on an epic journey within our homes creating this lovely show. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Very nice. And we have, I think we have one more person to go. Yes. Uh, hi, my name's <laughs> Rebecca. I play like Heidi in Title Show. Also one of the four who's friends with Jeff and Hunter and soon to be Rachel slash Susan. I don't know why I said both names. <laughs> Sorry. It's been so much fun to do the show as well. And it's actually been really nice to do a show that's guaranteed to happen in yeah. Always a bonus, isn't it? Always a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I sort of the first question for me anyway, and I'm sure people are wondering, but how did this sort of come about then? Like what was the the inspiration, what was the sort of decision? We're going to make this digital musical, an adaption of of title of the show, which is obviously like a, a, I was going to say well known musical. I I hadn't heard of it myself, but I'm, I mean it's pretty popular. It was very successful, I think. So, like, what was sort of the decision to to make the musical? I suppose I'll direct that to to Andrew first, since you sort of are the the brains behind it, I guess. Um. So I had seen title of show at the Fringe about six years ago. Um and thought it was amazing. Um, I had, and kind of from then, I'd really wanted to do it, but I couldn't ever picture or visualize 
a version of it that wasn't just a carbon copy of how it's normally done. Because on stage, title of show is as it is. You know, it just exists and it will be, obviously it's different people, but it will be the same. Um, and then back in maybe, was it about November time? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a, a digital creativity uh, online re retreat um, with a, a woman called Susan Blackwell. Um, she and Susan is the Susan that was originally in title of show. Um, yeah. And as part of it, we had to just come up with ideas that spark you, so spark and inspire you. And the more I kind of thought about it, and just because I was connecting with Susan as a person, it kind of brought me back to title of show. And after looking at it through kind of like a blank slate, the story of these people trying to create something and the struggles of trying to create when you don't have any inspiration was kind of the exact situation that I found myself in. And it just felt a bit too, it felt really close to home and all, as if it was designed to be told by artists that are trying to create when the world has stopped spinning. So how do you make art how do you make theatre? How do you still create when you're not allowed to connect with people in person anymore? When we're not allowed to do things that we would traditionally. Um, and just kind of from that point on, I thought, you know, that'd be quite uh, a fun idea to play around with. Um, so then I came to Ellie with the concept and the two of us really adapted it to... It's, and it's kind of evolved into this whole other thing. It's not a digital theatre piece anymore. It's fully a digital musical piece of art that's specifically designed for this medium that couldn't exist on stage, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really interesting. So, like... Have you, um, well, obviously, as you just said, but like how, so there's been like quite a big adaption from the original yeah. musical then. Like how much adaption are we, like did you have to totally rewrite things or did you sort of kind of manage to sort of do it in a way that sort of kept the original essence of the show, but mm -hmm. also was able to sort of be the, its own thing in a way and work so, for a digital yeah, medium? Yeah, so well, the script is almost the exact same. So the dialogue um, is almost totally intact, but we just took it from a totally different lens. The entire time um, Ellie and I just um, explored the situation fully from yeah. how would these people act and react during a pandemic. So when communication breaks down, you know, it's not just because another person is kind of ignoring you in person, you know, you're physically not able to be in the same room with them. So yeah. we just kind of, took the strengths of working digitally and it's really more film work. So the strengths of film work and just kind of ran with it that way. So that's how the uh, adaption happened. So um, yeah, people that have seen the stage show, this will be a totally different experience for them. You know, they probably yeah. won't really recognize it. Which is amazing, exciting. yeah. Well, no, it's really interesting. And, and Ellie, sort of, how did so you you sort of mentioned that Andrew actually directed, but like this was quite a while ago. This was was this not this was back in February, right? That this sort of started, or was it even earlier than that? Further, it was before Christmas. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so exciting. Like you can just tell from how passionate Andrew is when he talks about it. He has like such a clear vision that I was yeah. like, yes, of course, I want to do it. <laughs> and it was just so exciting. It translated so well into like. Um, so it's all set on like Zoom, FaceTime, Instagram videos, like the way that we've been having like to connect recently. And it just fits perfectly. Like it's as if it was made for that form, like so well. And yeah, we also like, are we allowed to talk about the music? Yeah. So yes, Andrew also had this amazing idea that all the musical numbers, we're doing it totally different because we're not like constricted by yeah having to be live on stage you know we can have all these costume changes all these different backgrounds we can do so much when people are in their houses so we've kind of like 
gone with a really different vibe on all the musical numbers, like um, aesthetically. There, there's some like parodies of well-known music videos. There's references to like um, our own sort of what would you call them pop culture of like our yeah. generation? Yeah. Because I guess when was it written? Uh, 2009. Yeah. So they are, they're like the people that created it are a generation above us. Um, so this is really kind of our mm. generation's view of it, really. Yeah, exactly. It's very of the moment, but it's yeah. so good. Oh my god, I can't even tell you. It's like a real film now. It's insane. We watched it together. Andrew's edited like most of it, and it just. It's like professionally done. It's insane, honestly. Unit comes in handy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. And and I suppose to, to the rest of the cast, I just open this up. So just whatever whoever wants to jump in first. But like, how did you all come about like being involved in the project? Did you do an audition? Did you? What did Andrew ask you? Did Did Ellie and Andrew like watch you guys audition for stuff? Like, how did you get involved? So uh, I was lucky enough to have worked with Andrew previously and Rebecca. We were involved in a couple of shows last year that didn't quite go ahead, but will hopefully go ahead next year. Um, so, yeah, we'd already worked quite closely together for the best part of a year, really, on a show. And then Andrew came to me and had been telling me about the show for ages and this specific character being like, have you heard this song? You are this person, you need to sing this song. And then eventually it was like, I'm gonna do it. I would love you to play Susan. And I was like, yes, of course, because yeah, I trust you, your vision. And it's, yeah, that's how I got involved. And I hadn't really heard about the title show much before either. So it's been a total experience and a journey, but it's been great. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. I suppose the title of the show is kind of like a no. I was gonna say underground, but I mean, it does. It probably is a little bit cult, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. A cult musical. Um, it's to, it's not well known. It's not in the mainstream. Um, it's only really die-hard musical theatre fans that probably yeah. know it, unless you saw it at like the Fringe, like me, for example. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's totally really culty. Brilliant. Well, Stephen, what about you? So how, how did you sort of get involved in the project? So I kind of vaguely knew Andrew from before because we'd both been involved in the same company that done Fringe shows before. And so it was kind of like a friend of a friend situation. And then I just randomly happened across a casting call on Facebook one day. They were looking for a Jeff and I had nothing else to do. I wasn't doing any shows. All my shows from last year had been postponed. So I thought, why not audition? And I was lucky enough to get it. So that started my journey off with this show and meeting all these wonderful people. Brilliant. So you didn't know anyone before that, like, is, I, I, like you hadn't met everyone here then? It's like, of, like I say, young. I knew Andrew vaguely. Yeah. Like we'd met once or twice, but this has been totally new for me meeting everyone. And we've not even met in person properly. <laughs> I've yeah. only met Rebecca yeah. in person. Yeah, so it crazy, won't be until we actually walk together this week that we'll actually meet in person for the first time. Amazing, amazing. Well, I've got some questions about like how working on Zoom and things like how all that worked to, to ask in a little while. Um, but uh, yeah, like so, uh, Rebecca, I was going to say because yeah. there's a rape on Rebecca, so it's a little <laughs> bit you know, two eyes, making sure not to call you Rachel. But Rebecca, how, how about yourself? How did you come to be involved in this project? Uh, so you can call me whatever you want. To start off with. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate. Like um, Just end of an R, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Andrew and Rachel before. I'd uh, worked with Andrew at a couple of shows, and then I'd met Rachel doing uh, a show last year. And then I basically one night got a bunch of voice notes from Andrew, like a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> just of like trying to sell me the show in the space of like 60 second like facebook messenger like voice notes and uh, he honestly like the amount of enthusiasm he had and the fact that he mentioned it won't be cancelled i was like you don't need to convince me anymore i'll you sound so enthusiastic i'll do anything you want anything at all <laughs> so it was a really easy sell um and it's been great i like rachel didn't know much about the show at all before so it's been great to learn a new show and do a yeah. show and meet loads of great people doing it. So yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, I suppose um my next question for you guys is just let me get my notes. I've also realized I didn't have my earphones and I'm like, I'm gonna get a row from the editor for that. So I better, uh, better chuck them on or Elliot will be giving me a row. Um but um I just I guess my next question kind of maybe it is a bit similar, but I just sort of wanted to know what does this sort of what has this show meant to you all on a personal level? Like what 
have you all gained from doing this like so far like what is what's like sort of been your favorite thing about working together on the show on the week it's about to come out it must be quite exciting as well so like andrew what have you what do you think you'd got out of the show the most like what have you gained um oh gosh what a question um <laughs> well it's for me it's the first time i've properly adapted something and totally kind of fanned the fire from inception to it actually happening because a lot of the time I'll have kind of out of the box strange ideas like I'll have random ideas like this quite often but it's not very often that I um actually kind of pursue them uh so that's quite a big deal and I think for me the fact that this fun little idea that I had in my head um eight months ago um is now a thing that is really beautiful and really moving and hilarious is yeah yeah it's like birthing a child <laughs> yeah. about to leave high school soon so yeah. I, do you think you're going to be quite sad after the weekend when it's sort of like when it's done after like having like put so much work into it for the last sort of six or so months? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I really needed this um, creatively um, mm. because of COVID because um, I had gone from being kind of immersed in work all the time to having nothing. So it'll be a bit odd to. Go back to having nothing. Please excuse me while I answer the door. <laughs> a good way of passing the the baton on. Well, we'll we'll go we'll go to Ellie next. What is what's this as di as a director and stuff? What is this? What is this meant to you on a personal level and stuff? That's a deep question. Um, I think <laughs> that's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? I know you're asking the difficult ones. That's what we wanted. Um, it's such a beautiful show, to be honest. Like for me personally, I hadn't directed anything in ages. I've never been a part of a musical before because I can't sing and dance. So this is like finally I can be involved in a musical. It's amazing. I didn't know that. Um, and I just loved being able to direct. You know, working with a script again, working with people. It's just something I haven't done for ages, and it's so it's so nice to like have the chance to be creative and talk with Andrew about ideas. Like you just forget how much you miss. Like I, I, I can't put it into words, but you know when you just like you know something is really missing, and you're just kind of like living your life like. Mm. And then when you do something like this, you have excitement again, and you're like looking forward mm. to doing it. And it's yeah, it gives you like a a lift. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like it is quite amazing how many people have continued to be creative during lockdown and like lengths people have went to sort of go to be creative in the last sort of 18 months. I mean, things are slowly opening up, but it's, it's just been amazing to see how people are like, you know, they'd still continue, you know, they're not just sat around and, you know, being sort of <laughs> sad about it. Which, and if people have, that's also totally fine. Because as something I like to say is that this yeah, wasn't a yeah, it wasn't a residency, but at the same time, it is very good to see that people have like, you know, tried to make things still because we, we missed like being able to do that I'm sure so that is great um what about what about you Rachel like what what do you personally cool. think wow well I feel like without but saying that like that classic 2020 is going to be my year like you know that like, <laughs> it was like this is the year that was just 2020 started off so well I think for me in a sense of I got a new job. I was involved in two amazing shows that I was super excited for, like parts I'd really been like super excited to play. And then March came and <laughs> took everything away from all of us. But yeah, so I felt like I went into like, a, everything kind of got snatched so quickly in a sense of like the job I just got. I obviously lost that because COVID. So I had to make like a really quick adaption to finding a job anywhere so for the past year i've been working night shifts which is a new thing and um, we're surviving we're awake so that's <laughs> and yeah i just kind of went fell back into like a little like non-creative black hole i suppose of like oh and then my life's just working this night shift and getting through and not seeing anyone and not being creative so honestly i think when andrew asked me to be a part of it i was like oh my god yes something creative and I didn't even realize how much I would get from it in a sense of 
probably more my own like confidence coming back and like self-esteem or like kind of like feeling yourself again like that vibe but I think I totally kind of like shut down a little bit again after feeling so good at the start of 2020 to then going yeah. oh god I've not signed for ages and I've not acted with anyone and like can I still do it and oh now I'm tired all the time and I'm exhausted so merging that I think one with the character of Susan was like so perfect for me at that moment because she kind of has the same like internal struggles so it was super easy to kind of like fall into that part and not feel like yeah, yeah rest about putting myself out there again because it was like that's all part of her journey too so we kind of like molded together and yeah it's just been like a really like heartwarming experience oh. and a good little like push to like get myself back out there a bit you know but yeah. i i would also say out of anyone rachel is probably the most similar to the character that she's playing um almost <laughs> a, it's almost as if the the part was written around her um yeah. as, like, just as in a person and situation uh, life apart, you're not engaged but apart from that you know it, it's very much How job there. Point. so it, for her it, it's almost a bit like fated oh, this totally. would come along at this point yeah. Yes. <laughs> Excellent casting. <laughs> so yeah, for me it was just like ah, such a like bring me back out the well that I've got stuck in after 2020. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really nice. I'm glad that you've you know had this as well to like give you a bit of just something you know that you must have missed it absolutely. Uh, Stephen, what about yourself? What um what did you get from this on a personal level? Are you ready to answer this deep question? Everyone else is trying to get. It's such a deep question. Everyone else has dug the depths. Um, But just to like reiterate what everyone else is saying, I think I I, like concur with Rachel there. Like at the start of 2020, I was involved in shows I was looking forward to and exciting opportunities. Like my first lead in a show I'd ever gotten. I was so excited for that. And then COVID happened. That all ended. Lost my job. Like just was not in a space mentally to do anything creative at all because I was like oh it's such a struggle to just survive this pandemic every day (laughs) and just like cope with not seeing anyone and not working creatively and not doing all the things I loved and then on top of that I think I got to a point where I was like do I even like it anymore like do I even like performing because my whole personality for years had been finish a show, audition for another show, do that show, finish a show, and it was just non-stop. And I think mm-hmm. during COVID, I had time to like really reflect on, is this something I enjoy still? Is this just became my whole personality and I don't have anything else outside of performing in shows? And I think this has been a good way to like ease myself back into that performer mode and through this I've discovered I do enjoy it you know it's fun <laughs> this has been fun and silly and stupid and yeah. yeah this has been like a tonic I would say it's really helped me to like, yeah. reevaluate myself yeah tonic of show that's what we should drink that should be our themed yeah. cocktail for the viewing <laughs> tonic of show yeah and, and and last up, Rebecca, what are you ready to answer this deep question now? You ready? I'm ready. I've had all the time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say probably Tyler show specifically because I've done a couple of like online concerts, but this show has pushed me so far out of my comfort zone. You have no idea. Like, I was so awkward, like filming with a camera, even just like saying into my phone. It's just so different to what like. I, I don't know anyone else, just so different to what you're used to. I feel you're used to just getting up, singing once, getting off, going and having a drink, rather than like having to re-watch yourself or re-listen to yourself over and over to be like, oh my God, this is gonna be, are people gonna, is this good? Um, and some of the stuff we've had to film has been like, my, me and Rachel have a couple of duets and some of the stuff we've had to do for them is so bizarre. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've just like never, like I was like filming a bit in my uni I had this weird wig on. I was like leaning over by lockers, like looking up into the camera, and these like cleaners were like screaming at, like just like speaking, and they were looking over and like laughing at us. I was like, oh, "This is the most awkward thing ever." But 
it's really been great to go okay you can you can do this you can push yourself out of your comfort zone you can film loads of wacky stuff and it's it'll be lit it'll be fine and some of the harmonies are crazy as well i'm used to being a soprano which is just an octave like higher and is the same as the tune um, <laughs> so some of the, some of the harmonies that i've given to the show have been so difficult but it's been it's been such a good thing to do to like just yeah yeah go, like, go all in to do something which has been amazing Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we have, I asked Bill yesterday for to send us in some questions, and I was going to ask them all at the end, but what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to sprinkle them in throughout my own questions. So I'm going to give a question. And this person hasn't given the name. It's just an anonymous one, I'm afraid. But they just asked, um, who is the funniest person in rehearsals? <laughs> so I don't know if anyone <laughs> wants Diane. to nominate someone. Diane! Diane. Diane. <laughs> Diane, who could not be here today because she's a carer and a better person than I am. Um, <laughs> so she plays uh, the character of Mary, who is the pianist, pianist, careful with that word, um, <laughs> of, in the show. Um, and she is, she's the funny, one of the funniest people that I know, but she's just, <laughs> she's, she just goes rogue and she's great. Mm-hmm. It's my Brilliant. Oh, it's nice when people ask questions as well. It makes my job a little bit easier. I'm like, some some people ask questions. I'm like, oh, I should have followed that question. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's definitely my job. Um, but um, so I actually have a question specifically for for Ellie um, because obviously, well, you've been on the podcast before. So if anyone is watching or listening hasn't heard the episode, go and check out episode twenty one where I spoke to Ellie about her life and stuff and lots of projects. But obviously, you are quite involved in digital theatre and like. You know, creating digital art and things. So, like, I just wondered, did having that knowledge? I know you said you didn't really work in musicals, but how did that? I imagine that's been quite useful coming into this environment to work with Andrew. Like, were you able to take quite a lot of that knowledge and and help use it to sort of get this made and things? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess I have been sort of reimagining my own practice online recently um, with various projects, but. I, th- I think maybe that's why Andrew asked me. I remember you mentioned it when you were first like, oh, you know so much about digital things. And I was like, ah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think so. I I hope it helps. I guess I've just learned wee bits and bobs. I don't know. I just, I, I have no idea if that helped me at all. I would like to think <laughs> so, but I haven't evaluated myself. So I'm not sure. But I think it must have done. You know, things go into your subconscious anyway. If I'm not consciously thinking about it. But yeah, I, I would say so. You get used to doing things online. Yeah. Maybe it's more of it. I think if had we gone into like a real rehearsal room, I would have been a bit more like, ah! But because I'm so used to being online all the time, like setting up Zoom rehearsals and stuff was easy and planning them was much easier. But I, I don't know, it's a totally different um, like world than the things that I usually do. Like, So mm. it was very different. But I think we just had so much fun playing with it and like playing with all the different ways that you can work digitally and all the forms it can take and how much more freedom you have in a way. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. Yeah. Well, that kind of ties us nicely to my next sort of question for you all, which is how did how did it all work? Like, you know, the Zoom rehearsals, like how, did you film this all? I imagine like you'll have some people for some, was it all individually filmed? Did you ever meet up and film a few things together? Like, how did it all work? Um, so we, we had rehearsals, which were hmm. more brainstorming, just word vomit, sparking conversations um, because from, from, from myself having done um, a couple of digital shows earlier in the year, I found that rehearsing on Zoom can be a bit redundant and it can be a bit difficult. So our rehearsals Mm. were much more conversation-based and uh, collaboration-based. And then Ellie had created a really thorough and really in-depth directorial pack, which broke down every scene um, you know, if it was a musical number, uh, mm. if it's a parody, what's it based on? You know, we would have reference points and specific things that we wanted from each of the actors. Um, mm. But mo- it was all shot individually. So 
the cast went away and they just played. They just got to explore and kind of do what they wanted because from the from the get go, we wanted it to be a, a true collaboration between everyone. So I think also that's why not being a strict traditional rehearsal process um, helped all that because we just mm. spoke to everyone and wanted to hear the cast's opinions and just allowed them to go and uh, yeah. have fun. And it was quite open, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I would say so. But from, but from someone who's not in mine or Ellie's brains, like from the cast, you know, they, they, their experience yeah. would be very different. <laughs> <laughs> Was it was it very different to the rest of you? Does that does that sound like how you remember it? No, yeah, that totally sounds so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all a bit of a blur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Well, I just just to quickly address anyone who might be watching, I, I I'm not sure. I hope I hope you are. But if you've just joined us and you want to ask a question, if you want to ask a question or anything, please. Uh, put a question in the live chat as well. Please get involved. Um, go and follow their show as well on their social media channels. Title of the show. Go and follow the podcast as well. All that stuff. Um, but and I will. Yeah, my next question I will find as well. Let's see if we've got any more questions to ask. Actually, from people, I'll, we'll sprinkle one of them in. Right. So I've got two questions from Kyle, who is very kindly a patron of this podcast. So as well, if anyone wants to. To become a patron, please oh. consider doing that. There will be a link to that underneath this video, hopefully, as well. But Kyle asks, what first got everyone into musicals? I mean, if you are into musicals, I assume most of you are if you're doing one, but <laughs> what first got everyone into musicals? Does anyone have a, an early memory of that? Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> my. Oh, oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's not open space. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyone can oh, okay, I'll go. Right, I'll go. Right. <laughs> so my earliest memory of musicals is every weekend from roughly ages like five to eight, I would go to my grand's house and watch the VHS of Cats in full. <laughs> no breaks. No, I tell a lie. One break at the beginning during the opening credits because they scared me. And then I would go come back oh. in for the start of Jellicle songs for Jellicle Cats. And you know what? I lived my best life. I loved it. Cats is peak musical theatre. And anyone who says it's bad just doesn't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. I it was my grandparents as well. And my granddad loved Cats. And he did have the VHS of it. <laughs> However, I think, to be honest, my first kind of memory of, like, theatre in general and being uh, kind of... Memory. Wild, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, was getting taken to the pantomime in Edinburgh at the King's when I was, like, really young, maybe, like, six or seven. I think it was Jack and the Beanstalk, my grandparents, nice. for the first time. And mm -hmm. I loved it. And I think that was the moment I kind of was like, oh, my God, I love this. I want to do that. I want to be there. And from there, spurred the, was the old school musicals with the grandparents, Sound of Music, My Fair Lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we move and yeah. <laughs> develop more taste. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I started really young as well. So uh, as a child, I was maybe the most dramatic and obnoxious <laughs> child there was. Like, no. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, apparently, when I was three, my mum took me to see Me and My Girl, which is like a three and a half hour. Wow. How random. Yeah, really random. Um, and apparently, I was silent and just mesmerized the entire time. Um, so that's, no. not, that's kind of probably where it started. But like my earliest memories are um, sitting in my living room with my, with my granny watching all of the classic films. So we would watch The King and I on repeat, uh, South Pacific, uh, The Sound of Music. So just kind of, it's, it's always been a part of my life and I've not really known any different. So, and then I started acting when I was quite young. So I was in Les Mis when I was eight, died very dramatically. So 
you know what once you're once you start up here you know it's hard to, <laughs> to let go of that bug <laughs> been I forgot Gavroche was a character and thought you played like Fontaine at like age 8 and I was well, like yeah. <laughs> That's, that, that is the part I should have played but unfortunately of, tragically maybe next year yeah maybe next time excellent excellent I'm oh, sorry I kind of started off really poppy <laughs> like um not musicals like uh, I remember the first thing I remember going to see was like X Factor Live like when they would go to Glasgow and you would like just I'd just be like, in awe of Jedward like on stage like this is, this is the life <laughs> 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 I forget your Gen Z yeah, oh. I remember like a girl I went to high school with we dressed up as them like for Halloween like it was a whole it was a whole time um, <laughs> that was so embarrassing sorry but then I went to see Wicked when I was in high school at some point for the first time conveniently placed behind you as well <laughs> lovely poster oh, yeah. right I went to go and see Wicked, and then that was the only show I saw for about maybe four years. I would just every time <laughs> that was the only show. That was the only show I listened to. And then I just met loads of people at university who are really into musicals, and that was kind of it. I more like sang like X Factor pop before <laughs> before any sort of musical. That is so interesting. That is not how I imagined you. <laughs> oh. Can I just ask a little question to you, Becca? Yeah. So, Becca and I did The Adams Family together two or mm. three years ago. Uh, we'll be. How early on in your MT life was that? Do not tell me that was one of the first things you did, or I will slap you through the computer. <laughs> I'd done like in some schools. I'd done. I must have done two or three like high school shows. Um, but like Adam is the first like I don't know like serious thing I don't know I don't know if Adam was serious but it was like an actual thing I was like this isn't in like a like school environment yeah I mainly done wild. like play acting like before then I had no musical no you're okay sorry <laughs> I was like we're all aghast because Rebecca is insanely talented and super amazing so we're just yeah. we've been stunned. I I I oh, the good. Karaoke in Spain when I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing cornrows, please? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't do that. Ellie, Ellie, do you have a, a musical thing? Because I know you aren't weren't or not as into musicals perhaps as you mentioned at the start or haven't really worked on one before, but you still like musicals though, right? I love them. I just yeah. had any talent to be in them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I love musicals, but my sister is super into musicals, so mm. she's got all the talent, unfortunately. So I've been to see her in like loads of things my whole life. So that's probably how I got into them. I used to love Grease. That was, that's my favourite music. Yeah, that would be mine. That would be mine. Because I know it's not real. Yes, a real That's my favourite one. But no, I used to be in stuff when I was younger, you know, when everyone doesn't tell you you're rubbish. But once I got older, I we, we've had some horrid auditions. We've had two auditions together, and they were awful. So, <laughs> oh yeah, they were. <laughs> oh, I never get into anything. But oh. now I can. Well, now I can say I can direct them, and that was so fun. I still get to be involved. Yeah, you know, everyone, you know, it's good to do different parts of it anyway. Like, I mean, I always have a memory of doing Gamma Youth and being dropped. I was in it. I was rehearsing the dancing for this. I think it was called Curtains, the show. I rehearsed the dancing for a year, a long time. Really good musical, actually. It was good. But I was rehearsing the dance for maybe three months. And then about two or three weeks before the show, they went, Jamie, we just want you to play a barman. So uh, you can just, <laughs> oh, you can just no. I, I was in the chorus, but I was like, you can sing. But if you just want to polish some glasses, I'll, thought, you know, I'll, take my, I'll take my leave. I'll take my leave. And hence why I never became an actor or anything like that. Because, um, you know, I know I can't dance and that's fine. I can't dance. We can't, we can't no. do everything, can no, we? Well, yeah, exactly. We can't have everything. So you've got to just, you know, know your strengths and be okay with your weaknesses. It's fine. Not everyone can be good at everything. <laughs> um, well, another, this is actually one of our questions we got in from Elliot, our um, very kind editor as well. He sent in a question, but like it kind of ties in with a question I had, which is sort of about how obviously theatre isn't really open at the moment and what's well, slowly opening up and stuff and how digital theatre has become like the sort of new space. So LA's question is exactly, I'll just read it out, is what do you feel have been the biggest benefits 
to using technology to create digital fear over the past year? And would you keep any aspect of what you've done in the last year going forward as we hopefully head to normality? That's pretty much a better way of saying the question I was going to ask. So we'll just let him have his question. <laughs> So anyone can go first. Rebecca, would you, you could go first if you want, since you, you sort of had what? to be last every time. I'll throw you under the bus there. I'll throw you under the bus. <laughs> um, I literally did a university like essay that was relatively similar <laughs> to that. Brilliant. Why don't you just read it out? And, you know, we... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think there's, I think there's been so many benefits to doing like stuff online or theatre online. Like I think Ellie mentioned it earlier, it gives you so many like more opportunities that might not be necessarily as possible in a show um so like things like crazy costume changes and really been able to like sometimes i don't know if you ever like finish a show and go back and go oh i wish i'd like sang that a bit better like oh i wish i'd like got that harmony right like i feel like digital theater it really gives you the opportunity to go i know exactly how i sound and <laughs> i feel happy with that um <laughs> I think things like just I don't know I don't even know what you could take to use in real life the only thing I can think of that I've seen recently which kind of brings the two together is I don't know if any of you have watched like Bo Berman's special on Netflix like it's yeah, like, I heard it's brilliant. Brilliant. Really, really, yeah. yeah like the way would like to see it yeah like the way that he uses like all of his lights like for his special and just to create like he's in one room but he creates like so many different scenarios I know it's not live like but I feel it's something that he could make work in a live mm. scene. Um, I just think, yeah, maybe stuff like that. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good answer. I hope the essay got a good grade as well. You know what I mean? Cle it you know. Okay, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just work back in reverse order if, if you want to have a pop answer to that question as well, Stephen. Um, ditto. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Right next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Um, yeah, I think just like what Rebecca said, the aspect of getting to have a a do over essentially, if you're not as happy with a performance or feel like you could have improved it somewhat. And I think also for me during this, there's been times where I've filmed something and then gone away for a few days and thought about it more, and then came back and be like, oh, I'm going to totally do it differently now. And so I like that aspect of it constantly being changeable and adaptable. And also just in terms of what Andrew's doing with the editing and everything, like we can't have like animation and live theatre. We can have it in digital theatre. We can't have crazy transitions and costume changes and all this different stuff because it's just physically impossible. But with digital theatre, it gives you that opportunity to make something bigger than reality i guess which is what musical theater is all about so yeah absolutely i mean i think in terms of taking stuff with you from the digital platform into the real world once we're allowed to perform theater again i think what this has really done particularly for ellie and i it's kind of forced us to open our minds up in a way that when you're kind of when you come from the theater world you kind of put a cap on yourself of what your limitations are and yeah. you assume that there's only so much you can do uh, but this really forced us to be creative and forced us to push the limits and forced us to think well we can't do this so what can we do and i think that's all that's a really for me anyway going to be a really useful tool that i can bring with me back into live theatre and, and and try and take yourself out of that box of I'm only limited by these things. Well, says who, you know, if you kind of use your imagination and allow yourself to just allow yourself to be creative, because I think half the time yeah. we don't let ourselves be fully creative. Like we don't allow ourselves to go back to that childlike state of, total yeah. imagination which is kind of exactly what ellie and i have had to do for this yeah um, amazing i think it, it's yeah it's an experience that i think is just going to be super useful moving forward that yeah. you know i think ho hopefully more people will al allow themselves to be 
just that bit more creative and trust themselves to not think an idea is too wacky or too stupid, you know, mm-hmm. ban it, see what happens. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. That sort of idea about being creative, that sort of creative state of flow is actually something we it comes up on the podcast again and again when we speak to people and a lot of people talk about how they miss being a kid and stuff and just having that like absolute freedom to just be fully creative not think about it in pursuit of an end goal or you know a reason like I think the problem is we we live in a society where we kind of have to monetize everything or think like this will get me to here I'll make this and this many people will watch it this many people listen so I think it's nice that you were able to have that space as well that's really good to hear definitely I think the only thing I would touch on really in a sense of all the digital stuff is I've never really worked really in film or TV or camera work. Is it really a jam until now? (laughs) (laughs) So that was a big adaption for me, kind of getting used to having to rewatch yourself or on feet or obviously you're just in the moment, it happens, it's gone and you kind of just move on to the next thing. You can't really hold on to things too much. Uh, So the biggest learning thing for me would be just to like trust myself a bit more because having to film it and then re-watch it, double check it or re-record things, you could drive yourself crazy, I guess. Yeah. And little things out all the time, but ultimately you just kind of have to trust that what you've done is right and not overthink it so much. I think that was a big learning mm-hmm. thing for me. Yeah. So that would be the only thing that I would mainly try to take forward is just like trust in yourself yeah. and it will come. You are enough. <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely well i mean ellie you on our episode of the, the podcast we we spoke about digital fear for probably an hour anyway but you, <laughs> if, you want to, if always welcome we're always happy to have you on the podcast so if you want to to sort of give an updated uh, view on digital fear and how this show maybe in particular as well then please do okay so when I, when you watch this show this is not like normal digital theater i think we can safely say it's not like mm-hmm. A filmed performance or you know something where I'm talking to you and your camera's here and we're looking and it's meant to be not on zoom you know it is made for zoom it's the the first one I believe I haven't seen anything like that before mm-hmm. that's not a zoom play you know it's yeah. very self-aware of its settings mm. and it like what Andrew's saying with the imagination you'll see like everyone because everyone like went off and did it in their own time like they've got their own spin on everything and their own take on things and they were like yeah. directing you know they're assessing how they're doing it at home watching themselves it's so great it's such a good show like so good and also well i just i think digital theater is a great thing because you know everyone can watch it yeah. you don't yeah. have to you don't have to go to the theatre, although we'll miss like not having an audience and these guys will miss not having a standing ovation you know it, <laughs> everyone can watch it and everyone can watch it again and again it's you know it's very different um yeah yeah, i was gonna say something else but it's gone from my mind and this also couldn't exist in the theater yeah so this title of show couldn't exist in the theater you know it just couldn't so it's so different it's so amazing honestly Mm. and it was so much fun so i'm sure that'll come across oh yes Mm. it's full of fun yeah, that's great. Well, we have nearly been speak. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Frozen. Oh, I thought it was me. It was like back still moving. <laughs> oh my goodness! Should we just talk amongst ourselves? <laughs> We've been left alone. We've been left alone on the live. <laughs> Unsupervised on the live. Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> kind of show unplugged. <laughs> Let's sing a song. I'm Can we swear now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wonder. I have no idea so, if we're still alive. So where are we all summering? <laughs> <laughs> Living room. <laughs> <at home. laughs> I need to open a window actually. It's absolutely <laughs> I have no idea. I don't I don't know if we're still like live we're or not. Still live. We are. We are. Oh, oh, oh James God. Oh no, it's just us. <laughs> Oh, what's oh no! <laughs> oh, this is the worst possible situation that could have happened. Oh, oh my god! Well, Becca, you're looking well, very glam today. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your hair. I didn't know whether this was going to be filmed or not, so I went, "Oh, I should probably 
do something. <laughs> so oh, I do. Maybe it turns out it is And she did something. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's going to be a great show. And we have Instagram takeovers every day. Yeah. Oh, we do. Uh -huh. Come and watch our Instagrams. Well, let's kind of, so to the cast, like what was kind of your favorite things to shoot then? I, I just oh, read. Oh, thank God. Our first, our first uh, Just Get Real Job Live Q&A and, and my internet decides to do that. Brilliant stuff. Uh, I hope you held the show well together. Sorry, Andrew, I feel like you were doing an excellent job hosting if you wanted to. I was word vomiting. It's fine. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. For, yeah. I, I hope everyone enjoyed that lovely bit of... Um, yeah, we're speaking about all the advantages of technology, but there is still sometimes uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it still does sometimes limit you. But um, yeah, I can't even. Was someone answering a question there? I can't even remember where no. what was going on. But, I don't um, remember what you said. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have no idea. I you think, vanished, and we all panicked. <laughs> that was. Oh, I, I was like, "Has someone else's internet crashed?" And then I realized it's mine. It's mine. That's bad. <laughs> The worst, you know. Oh, but um, yeah. Well, I have some questions from someone else, which uh, from Caroline actually, a good friend of me and Ellie's. But um, she uh, has asked two questions. So our first question is kind of been asked anyway. So it, which is like, how did it work over Zoom? But you, we talked about that earlier. But our second question is an interesting one, and she asked, um, if you could change anything, would you have done anything differently? So if you could go back, like over the last six months, would you have done anything differently? No. Started filming earlier. <laughs> because I ruined Andrew and Ellie's life because I was, oh, it was a disaster. But we got there in the end. But my God, it was, I, I you can't ask me anything about filming because it was all a blur. It was a blur yeah. of wigs and costumes. And I just did not stop spinning for like 48 hours. It was horrible. But got there in the end. <laughs> So sorry to Andrew and Ellie. <laughs> Public apology on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> That's okay. Well, well, we've been speaking for 51 minutes, which is actually, it's went very fast. It's been a blur. But um, I'll start to, so I've got a few more questions, but I'll start to slowly wrap things like up and trying to keep this as close to an hour as possible, just because, you know, just for, the, for, my, for my editor's benefit as well. But um, I have a, another question, which is sort of like, I just wanted to know what everyone's favourite thing about this show is. Like, what's everyone's favourite thing about the actual musical itself as a musical? What does everyone like most about this musical? Um, maybe we'll start with Andrew, since you are the, the, the man behind this. You, you, this was your creative vision. I think it's just, in terms of musical theatre, um, it's incredibly honest um, mm. and incredibly based in reality and it's very self-aware and I really enjoy that. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, you know, it's really funny, but it's so heartfelt. And I think particularly for the world right now, it's a story that everybody needs because it's just about joy and connecting with people and love that's not romantic love you know Rachel and I were having a conversation the other day and you know this is a, like the two main characters are two gay men but there's no romantic inkling at all you know their love is their friendship and yeah. how how many comedies really don't have any form of romance in it at all you know it's quite few so I, th I think yeah, it, it just says a lot, you know, the power of just kind of genuine connection with people. Yeah, no, I really like that. That's really interesting. I've, I've never seen the musical, obviously, but, like, I'm quite keen to. And I'll see it at the weekend, of course, on, <laughs> from you guys for a second as well, which is exciting. What about, um, Stephen, what, what about yourself? What do you, um, we'll jump about, we'll space out. What, what's your favourite thing Ooh. about this musical? Um, I think just the heart of it and the theme of just people coming together to make something nice i think after a year of co like that's not to bring it back to our production which is the best one but like um just a, after a year of people living separately and not having a thing i think the idea of these four people from all different backgrounds they're totally different characters like each of them and they all have their own unique quirks and personalities but they all come together 
and have this bond between them that's shared in creating this thing and putting their heart and their soul into it. And I just think that's a really nice thing to be attached to, I suppose. Yeah. No, that really was nice. word vomit, but yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I do it for a living. I, I, well, not for, I was about to say for a living. I wish I did this for a living. I <laughs> but I, I do this every week. Man. I, you know, this is a it's constant word vomit for me. So don't worry. It's not at all. Um, how about you, Rachel? What, what was your favourite thing? Um, being Susan was my favourite thing. <laughs> no, I think uh, getting to like just play somebody real, I guess. Like the, like the fact these are all real people and you can like totally see that in the way that the hmm. script is written and the way they interact with each other. And yeah, like Andrew and Stephen said, like just doing a show that's like so honest and just be able to fall into that character, I suppose, and show that with Susan's kind of lifestyle and the lifestyle I've been living for the past year that you can still have both. You can still work your day job, your real job. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get that in there, gotta get that in there. <laughs> um, and be creative as well, even when you feel like you can, like there's always something that's gonna bring you up and ultimately it's like the people around you that totally lift you up and remind you of the, the joy that it brings. So yeah, I think that was. That would be my favourite thing. <laughs> 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 Very nicely answered. Very nicely answered. What about you, Rebecca? What was your... Um... What was the... Not gonna lie, it's probably gonna sound very similar to what a lot of people have said today. <laughs> just, just do a Stephen and say ditto. It's fine. Just do that. <laughs> oh, I, don't want to get <laughs> um, I think it's just, it's just a love. It's just a lovely show, and it's, it's just, it's really funny, but it's, it's really hopeful. I think is the thing that I found. And I think especially mm. now when things just seem like they're dragging on and they're, there's an end, but is there an end? Question mark. <laughs> I think it's a show that's just really positive and really hopeful. And it's like Rachel said, it's people coming to, together to create something. And it's just a really positive experience. It was a positive experience to make. And it's, I think it's hopefully, I think, I imagine it's a positive thing to watch because I haven't seen it. But. <laughs> <laughs> very positive and um, hopeful and uplifting. So, yeah, yeah. And and last up, our, our wonderful director Ellie. What 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 do you? What was your favorite thing about the musical? Oh, I love it. It's so inspiring. It's really beautiful, as everyone's saying. And also, the songs are great. Oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that that that's actually my next question. Is what's everyone's favorite song from this musical? What like oh. what? Do you mean like, well, I've got kind of two. So <laughs> the song itself, um, there's a song at the end of the show called Nine People's Favourite Thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, musically it's beautiful, but the meaning of the song is just so powerful. And I think will hit home with quite a lot of people in a post-COVID world. Yeah. Um, but in terms of watching, my favourite is What Kind of Girl Is She? <laughs> oh that is a good people one. that were born in the 90s 2000s will appreciate what happens in that song <laughs> i look forward to hearing them all and watching it at the weekend but uh, yeah very nice <laughs> has everyone got two answers for this that is just i've set the bar high i'm so yeah, I would say Nine People's Favourite Thing has definitely been like my favourite to to sing and to mm. do just because of, like Andrew said, like the message is so lovely and the harmonies are lovely and the song is lovely. It's just, it's a really yeah. nice song and it comes at a really nice point in the show and it kind of just rounds off the show really well. I think it kind of ends the show nicely. Mm. Um, but obviously one of my favourites is my song. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sing a song called Die Vampire Die which was really fun to do but also had like a nice little message in it as well so it was super fun and silly but also like I for, cried. My, I yeah, for my character I it was just a nice moment to play it's nice to kind of you know have ups and downs within a story and that's one of Susan's moments so I, I really enjoyed getting into the song so mm. watch the show and you'll see it make you cry <laughs> I, I can't watch it so i i edited it and then couldn't what i watched it back once and i was like i can't watch this again like keep crying <laughs> Aww, that's nice. that's my favorite one. 
your one day vampire. Oh, it's so good. I listen yeah. to it on the way to work to give me some motivation. It's great. Very nice. <laughs> Stephen, have you had time to think yet? Did you have you managed to come up with one, or do you want okay, me to so, laugh? No, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so, not to be a cop out, but my also also my favorite song is "Nine People's Favorite Thing." I think it's just a lovely message, and lo- it's really heartfelt and really emotional. Right at the end of the show, or at the conclusion of it. But my favorite song to like perform when I was like filming it was Two Nobodies in New York." Right at the beginning of the show. It's right at the start of the journey, essentially. It's like peak optimism, excitement, and just getting into that mindset of being excited about creating again was just really fun to play. So that was my favorite to perform. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. And Rebecca, what about yourself? What could that uh, be, I wonder? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is there some shade there? Is there some shade? No, because there's one that she should pick and I'll... I think my favorite song to like, I'm not gonna, I think my favorite song to th- sing is probably Monkeys and Playbills, specifically the second half of the song. Uh-huh. I do love seeing Way Back to Then. I think it is, I really enjoy it. Um, that's like a solo that I have. I really enjoy that. But there is a harmony in Monkeys and Playbills near the end, which is so satisfying to sing and listen to. I would probably say that's one of my favorite songs to sing. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think the fav- my favorite one that I performed is probably one of mine and Rachel's duets at the end of the show, which is Secondary Characters. Just because it's just, I just had so much fun filming it. It's, it's, I've never done anything like it before in terms of acting, costuming, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Um, so yeah. I'd probably say that's my favorite one to film. Yeah, very nice. Well, I have one more question, and I'll let we can all I'll let everyone get on with their day because I know you probably want to all anticipate the weekend and things as well. You probably I'm I'm sure there's still promo to do, and and you're doing your Instagram takeover today as well, Andrew. So on the on the title of the show, Instagram. But like, um, I've got one more question. But first, I just want to say thank you very much for giving us your time today, all of you. Uh, well done on the show. I, I'm you're very welcome. I hope everyone goes away and buys tickets to this and goes and watches it and goes and supports the show. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the, our first ever live Q&A as well, despite my internet um, having some to say, but we'll, we'll make do. I think that'll be a big highlight as us. Yeah, we'll do. If, if, if you want to re-enjoy it, just skip back and uh, look forward to watching that back later. But, um, <laughs> but my last question, this is a new category we've been asking everyone on the podcast. So when Ellie came on, she wouldn't have got to answer this question, but this is a very fun question we started asking guests. So I'm going to go around everyone individually. I'm going to give you three categories. I'm just going to get you to pick the category I give you, and then I have a question to follow up. So we'll Ooh. start with we'll start with Rebecca first, since you'd be you know I keep asking you last a lot, so I'll go with you first, right? So I'm going to give you three options. So you can have you can pick a sweaty dance floor, a drunken karaoke night, or a hungover Sunday. Uh, drunken karaoke night. Okay, what are you singing at this karaoke night? Um. Oh. 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 Um. Probably. Uh, if I'm really drunk, probably winner takes it all from ABBA. Oh, like- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my go-tos as well. Love that. That's a great karaoke song. Like Meryl Streep and Piers Brosnan's whole like dynamic, like from the movie, like the Donna at the end. It's all- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Like Love some Piers Brosnan singing on Mamma Mia to die for, but yeah. <laughs> Um, what about you, Steve? What, what uh, from these three characters? So, sweaty dance floor, drunken karaoke night, or a hungover Sunday? I'm gonna pick a hungover Sunday. Oh, very nice. No one's picked this category yet. That'd be asking. So, I'm happy. What are you? Um, what are you going to watch on your hungover Sunday? What are you going to sit and watch when you're hungover? Right, it's going to be a double bill because I think I'll want to cry out all the alcohol. Mm. So yeah. it'll be a double bill of Little Women. <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> I, I'll be an intense hungover for Sunday. I imagine myself alone, so I, there's no judging. Um, <laughs> and then the second film I will watch will be Paddington Two, and I will oh, also cry my eyes out. Incredible okay. film, the best film ever made. Very good. Oh, it's the very peak good. of cinema. Everyone watch it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoy Paddington. That's a great answer. Great double bill. Yeah, very nice. I'm, I'm glad somebody finally picked that category. Andrew, what, what about yourself? Are you what, which which are you having? Are you having a sweaty dance floor, a drunken karaoke, 
or a hungover Sunday? Um, a drunken karaoke. Cool. And what um, are you singing? It's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Very nice. See, we are asking this question because people miss these things, and it's nice. Well, I mean, not hungover Sundays, we can all have them still, but you know what I mean? It's like it's just nice to reminisce and about these old these old days. But um Rebecca, a Rachel, I should say. I got I was doing so well. I was doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, what about you? Hungover Sunday as well. Very nice. And what are you going to be watching on your hungover Sunday? What am I gonna be watching? Andrew yeah. knows what I'm going to be watching. And it's Cinderella 3. Oh, my God. Cinderella. Oh, so that film is so good. Yeah. Why is Cinderella, Cinderella 3? Is, oh, my God. It's the best Disney film of all time. It's the best like, film of all time. Who gave it. Walt Disney's corpse the right? Like, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Jamie, I don't know what <laughs> else you're doing with your day, but cancel it and watch Cinderella 3 because it will change. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Ellie, last but not least, but the question you didn't get to answer, ask a answer when you came on the party floor. What what are you picking? Ah, uh, the sweaty dance floor. Yes, yeah, so, so you just somebody's picked that now as well, which is good. But what are you da- what are you dancing to? What are you going to be dancing oh, to? Probably Nicki Minaj. Well, hopefully you'll be able to. Hopefully you will we'll be able to do that in the coming months. Um, we'll see what happens. But guys, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank People, you. go and buy tickets to the show. It's on Friday night, seven pm, and Sunday at midday. Hope it's I got on the whole thing, right. Jamie. 48 hours from oh, it, it runs, Friday. But you guys do it. Um, yeah, so you can buy your tickets at uh, ticketsource.co.uk slash title of show. Um, if you go to any of our social medias, um, the ticket link is there as well. Um, basically, the stream goes live at 7pm on this Friday and it is there until 7pm on Sunday. So there's 48 hours you can watch it as many times as you like. Apologise for my mistake there. I just I misread. Right? Don't you worry. But yes, you heard him there. And as always, please support the podcast by sharing us on social media, leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, or just telling people to listen. And if you can afford to donate as little as a, a pound a month or the price of a cup of coffee, the price of a pint, to our Patreon page, well, please consider doing that. And there's a link to that underneath the podcast. But thank you very much for listening and watching as well. Watching now, we're not just listening. So I hope people enjoy. But thank you guys and I hope everyone has a lovely week. Just get a real job.